Hey, everybody. Welcome to Midwestern Fins. It's your boy, Taylor Ballard, with my trusty co-host, Matt Hagler. What's going on, Matt? How are you doing today? Fantastic. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm just glad that we're recording. Uh, we're bumping it up a, a week ahead of time. Uh, not a week. Oh, my God. We're bumping it up early in the week so that you guys can listen to our sweet, sweet voices on your commute to work. So you got a little bit extra time to actually give us a listen, all three of you that listen to us. But Well, Taylor's sweet, sweet voice and my uh, living dead voice. The living dead voice. All right. That's fine. I live in I live in Deadwood, so close. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think that our charity of the week should be the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Cool yep. with that? CF, CFF.org is where you could find it. It's a disease that affects the lungs and the digestive system. Um, it doesn't sound very fun, folks. It just plugs everything up so then you can't breathe right. You're not getting the nutrients. And um, it doesn't affect, like, as many people as, say, diabetes, but it's still, it's still considerable, you know what I mean? Yeah, so my, uh, my first cousin, Colton, actually has cystic fibrosis. Uh, so my uncle John's oldest son, um, he has to do breathing treatments twice a day. He puts a vest on and essentially shakes all the gunk out of his lungs. He's got to suck on a tube that gives him extra enzymes. So, you know, he's had a he's had a pretty rough life, but I mean, he's pretty happy. Uh, it was pretty sweet. Uh, last summer, he actually got gifted with Make a Wish. Uh, they built him a three thousand dollar gaming computer and remodeled his bedroom. So, Colton, if you're listening, man, love you, buddy. That that's pretty cool. Yes. Have you ever? Uh, sorry, have you ever seen that Make a Wish video? But it was like a parody one where you got the kid like running for the touchdown and he just gets smoked. Yes. <laughs> Glorious. Ah, oh, it's so funny. Ah. Uh, um, way off topic, but. Well done. Right. So let's look at some stats according to the Cystic Fibrosis. The Cystic Fibrosis Foundation patent registry in the United States. There's more than thirty thousand people living with cystic fibrosis, which is more than at more than uh, seventy thousand worldwide. Approximately a thousand new cases of CF are diagnosed each year. More than seventy-five percent of people with CF are diagnosed by age two, and more than half the CF population is eighteen or older. So it looks like it's coming up more in kids, and. Uh, this is all like straight out of CFFs.org in the what is cystic fibrosis section. So if you want to help out and um, show some love to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, you can find them again at CFF.org. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so actually, when you uh, find out if you're, if you're pregnant with a child, you know, you and your, your partner, They'll actually ask you if you want to be tested to find out if you're a cystic fibrosis carrier. So that was something my wife and I did. And in order for a child to be born with cystic fibrosis, both parents have to be carriers of cystic fibrosis. So um, it's always oh. nice. So if you've got to looking to have kids in the future, you know, that's something you want to get looked at. So um, you, you can prepare for it. And not to say that you'll ever be prepared for it, but it's, it's sometimes gives you a little bit of the upper hand. And, uh, if you donate to CFF.org, it's always just helping find research to find a cure. That's ultimately what we want. Absolutely. 
speaking of Colton, um, so he lives in Yankton, South Dakota, which is a little bit farther away from me, but they have this awesome thing going on this weekend called Riverboat Days. So Yankton's right on the Missouri River. Every year they put on this huge party. It's like an entire town-wide party where they bring in a bunch of vendors. They line them up down the river. It's so badass. You got anything like that up in Montana, Matt? Uh, I'm sure they do. I just haven't ever gone to anything like that, though. Um, what I do like, though, is rafting on the Missouri River. I've done that a few times. Um, that's a lot of fun. Really? Um, like, kayaking on the on the Missouri River is, like, scary because the currents are so strong. No, no, no. Not, like, actually, like, kayaking. Just, like, those, like, inflatable rafts where you got, like, six or so people in the boat sort of rafting. Okay. Well, you can do whitewater rafting in Montana like that, right? Oh, you could do it like at a lot of places around the state. And hmm. a lot of the, the place that I was, that I'm um, thinking about is, um, isn't even, maybe it's not the Missouri river. I'm pretty sure it's the Missouri river it runs through like great fall and the Canyon between great falls and Helena. Um, but it's, and that's probably it's where actually, it uh, well, the, the Missouri actually starts down near Bozeman, Montana. There's um, there's a town called Three Forks, maybe 30 minutes away. And it's about the Three Forks, the Jefferson, the Gallatin, and the Madison. And they're the, uh, they're the tribute rivers to the Missouri. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So if you, if you take a leak up there, it'll eventually make it to South Dakota. Eventually, yeah. And then eventually down through... Um, through um, Mississippi and Missouri once it eventually meets up with the Mississippi River. So then really all the times I peed in the river, it's made down to kind of close to New Orleans, I guess. That would make sense why New Orleans smells so bad. Well, I didn't think it smelled that bad when I went, but who uh, knows? I had way too much fun in New Orleans, so don't really want to talk about that. Me but, too. Uh, back on topic with Riverboat Day, so... Uh, the Central States Fair is coming up soon. Um, Central States Fair for South Dakota is like a big carnival. Same thing, bringing a bunch of carnies and lots of cool vendors and stuff. They set it up. They have Ferris wheels and, you know, the zipper and roller coasters or whatever. Um, you, you you go to carnivals? Are you a carnival fan? I've gone to state fairs every once in a while, especially when I was more of a kid. Um, I'm more of a pick out on fried food during that time guy because you get your cheese curds you got your fried oreos um and that you just got to make sure you go on the zipper before you go on those things and while the zipper is an elite ride that's definitely not a full of fried food stomach type ride do you have a favorite carny food i mean you just said cheese curds and fried oreos so i'm gonna guess those are the ones that came to your mind first but do you have a favorite Mm. All right, so in the state fair in Montana, there's a stand that sells cow pies, which are deep-fried hamburgers. They're all sealed up, and he puts all the toppings and everything in it, presses it, fries it, and they are amazing. That sounds something. That sounds like something I need. I need oh, my... I'm actually kind of mad because I wanted to get one, but I kept forgetting that the state fair was in town or in going on, not in town. 
Um, and I just kept, I kept forgetting to go, you know. So I had a free weekend to do it, and I just forgot about it. I'm going to go with the trusty old funnel cake. The funnel oh. cake is the only meal that I get every single time I go to a carnival or a Central States Fair. They are elite. What type of, what do you have on your funnel cakes? Powdered sugar. That's it. That's all you need. That's it? If, it, if it's a good funnel cake, that's all you need. I put like raspberries and other stuff and chocolate syrup, or whatever. But if you know where to go, the best funnel cakes only need powdered sugar. Okay. But how about like the cinnamon powdered sugar? Don't need it. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying you need it, it. I'm not saying it would be good, but that's not what I get. I just get a plain funnel cake powder sugar. Pretty much. Man. That's all right. I, 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 can, I can live with that. That's good. That's good stuff. Good I'm stuff. Shit on me, but whatever. Nah. What about a turkey leg? Turkey legs? Just, yep. Turkey legs are good. Uh, I don't get those as often. I'd prefer to get like some sort of um, like fried meatball or like a fried uh not fried but just a uh just some corn on the cob oh, that's some what salt and some butter yeah oh that sounds great so we actually had like corn fest last week in deadwood that's literally all they serve like hundreds of people come to eat sweet corn it's great that sounds amazing you're gonna have to like text me next year when you do that so i can <laughs> all right you got a preferred method on how you cook your sweet corn? Um, on the grill, inside the husk. And then... Tinfoil it? And what? Do you tinfoil it? Nope. Okay, and then how do you peel it or husk it? And just... Once it's, uh, once it's ready, just shuck it like normal. Roll it in some butter. Put some salt and pepper on it. Easy money. Um, you're missing out. I have a better method. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Okay. You cut off the bottom, not not all the bottom of the husk, but most of it, and then you trim the outside husks, but you keep most of them on there. You wrap the right, whole... Right, you just want to get the stuff that's not going to, like, just fry up and then get in the way. You wrap the whole thing in tinfoil, and then you just... Taylor, you still there? Taylor? This is the type of breaking up that I can't quite translate. I have no idea if you can hear me. I just know I can't hear. Nope, you can't. Yeah, you didn't hear anything that I just said? Nope. I heard tinfoil, and then... There we go. Thanks, Colorado. Okay. All right, there I'll just... Be a lot... There must be high traffic in Colorado's internet. I guess, I guess. Anyway, you, you wrap the ear in tinfoil, you throw it in a campfire for five minutes, you pull it out of the campfire, you unwrap the tinfoil, you cut off the bottom of the ear, so like the part that connects to the stock, you cut that off. So it'd be like the first row of corn. You cut that off, and then you grab the other side of the husk, and you just pull, and the whole ear comes out. 
Hmm. Like you don't have to like everything, all the strings, everything comes off. It's clean air. And it's perfect. And then you that roll it. That's pretty efficient. I'll 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 like link you a video. Or we'll we'll link a video to the description. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well uh, everyone's I guess fascinated other... now. <laughs> yeah, everybody's tuned in. Another cool thing that happened this week was the uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. I mean, you said that you've heard of that before, right? Yep. So this year was the 79th annual Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Um, the thing about motorcycles is even though they're fun to ride, they're great to ride, nobody's like in a motorcycle gang anymore. Like that's not a thing. So uh, um, I think that motorcyclists are kind of dying out. You know, like it's not going to be as popular. So in order for that to be successful, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is going to have to turn into a music festival. Personally, my opinion. Which it kind of is. So there's like two big stages that people play at, the Iron Horse and the Buffalo Chip. The Buffalo Chip had bands like Godsmack, Toby Keith, Keith Urban, Snoop Dogg was there. Snoop Uh, Dogg, really? Yeah, Snoop Dogg came to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. I'm serious. This last one? Yeah, Wednesday. Like, Less than a week ago, Snoop Dogg was here. That's that blows my mind. Right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. Um, Snoop I went Dogg to all people. Right? Yeah. Well, it was like weird, but it's, so many people were so excited about it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like Sturgis, the Buffalo Chip is like known for, you know, lots of smoke going around. So I can't imagine what it's like with Snoop Dogg there. Sounds great. I didn't go. Point. I went to Seven Dust instead. Hey, as long as you have fun there, you know. I had a great time at Seven Dust, and uh, I know Weck will be listening, and Mike from Fourth and Inches will also be listening. But uh, Seven Dust is a rock god. I cannot <laughs> emphasize how good of a live band they are. Absolutely phenomenal. Fair enough. I'll have to check out their music. Yeah, you should. You should. And then the other band I saw, the other concert I saw was uh, Palisades and From Ashes to New. They're kind of new, younger guys, but I really enjoyed them. They played really well, too. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, one more Midwestern topic before we start shitting on mayonnaise. Um, you fish <laughs> at Peggy? I do, but I'm awful at it. Hey, that's the same as me. Do you have a... Okay, you're awful, but do you have a preferred method? I like to do the the real. Yeah, the real cast. But... Real. Okay, then the yeah, not fly fishing real? one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about an open reel? Yeah. Okay, so what do you do with an open reel? Sorry, I cut you off. Well, if I can, I like to just go into a boat and. Uh, weigh it down and drop it in. Hope a walleye gets it, but. Oh, so you're a patient fisher. Well, I mean, like, you don't want to be, like, really intent on it or else you're not going to have any time to drink beer. Oh, you're one of those guys. Okay, so I'm the opposite. So, like, you're talking about, like, just sinker, you know, hook, line, and sinker and just let it wait, right? Yep. All right, so if I'm, if I'm, oh, if I'm fishing, I am constantly moving so i do a lot of jigs i do a lot of spinners i do a lot of spoons so i try to cast 
as far as I possibly can. And then I reel it in. And then I recast, reel it in. I recast, reel it in. I'll do that if I'm shore fishing, but well, what kind of caster like, are you? Are, are you a Patrick Mahomes, like, gun it out deep, or are you a uh, Chad Pennington where you just try, but it just doesn't... I just told you I cast it as far as possible. So you're right. You, you you part you cast it as far as possible, but I mean, for is I'm asking like, what's your range? Like, is it a Patrick Mahomes range or is it a a Chad Pennington range? Um, I haven't had a really good fishing pole since I was like a freshman in college, so <laughs> I'm probably around Chad Pennington, Chad Henny. I'll say Chad Henny range. But okay. when I was in high school and I would go fishing like every other weekend at least. Like, even in the winter, you know, ice fishing and stuff like that. I had a really nice, ugly stick with an open reel, and I could I could get it out there. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to my ugly stick, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm more of a Chad Pennington. Like, I'll, I'll try my darndest, and it'll go, like, the 30 yards, but oh, that it's was, like a dying that was duck. There's some lakes around here where I could cast across them. I mean, they're not really lakes or ponds, but they're considered lakes for what we have. So I could, you know, I could hit the other shore. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, speaking of fish, what do you think about the Miami Dolphins winning their first preseason game? Oh, it's a great thing to give us hope. And I said to like calm down about Preston Williams in one of our earlier pods. And I'm thinking like, maybe we should hype him up a little bit more. Like I, I just didn't want us to get to the point. Like we got with Devonte Parker where we're like, Oh my God, this guy's the next hall of fame wide receiver or anything like that. Though I've seen that for Preston Williams, <laughs> um, some tweets like People that. Are, and I think they're sarcastic, but I saw one, I saw one tweet today that was like the dolphins got the next Jerry Rice undrafted. Yeah, I'm. I like the guy, but that's a that's a really big like. Even if if he does if he hears stuff like that, man, like I don't want to put that pressure on him. No, he doesn't need you know it. But I mean? he's doing his thing. And shout out to Preston Williams for going to school in Colorado. Thank you for the internet. Yeah, you know we appreciate that, and you know we actually really appreciate just it's it's cool seeing players come to Miami and succeed. Yep. And we, you know, here at Midwestern Fans, we got the no expectation rule, you know, no expectations for the Miami Dolphins. I think that we can expect big things from Preston Williams. And that's coming from me, a guy that has learned through the years to not hype up any players, to not have any expectations. But I think that we can expect big things from Preston Williams. It doesn't matter if it's with the Dolphins. But he is going to do some incredible things, and he already has. It's probably not going to be with the Dolphins, <laughs> with our luck. I, I, I tweeted that last week. Uh, uh, it's going to be way way awesome when the Dolphins trade away uh, Preston Williams instead of Kenny Stills. You know how mad some fans would be? Oh, it would be fantastic to watch their expressions. Oh, yeah. man. I just love oh. that sort of thing. So while we're on the topic of Preston Williams, did you see the video of him absolutely just demolishing that cornerback from the Buccaneers today? I did not. Are you serious, Haggy? I've been swamped. Oh my god! So, I'll look it up after we 
It is all over Twitter. He broke the dude's ankles three times in the same route. Oof. And Xavier Howard even tweeted him. Chad Ochocinco tweeted about it today. It's a big deal. He made a guy look like a fool. Well, that shows you how much I've been on Twitter today. (laughs) But that's sweet. I'm going to have to look for that. So, Preston Williams, if you ever listen to us, keep doing what you do, man. Prove everybody that hates you wrong. Prove everybody that's doubted you wrong. We're going to support the hell out of you because Dolphins fans are ride or die. All right? So, here we are. That's right. And shout out to our other Midwestern Dolphins. The only one I can think of off the top of my head right now is Michael Dieter. Actually, Ohio is in the Midwest, isn't it? Yes, Ohio is. That means Jerome Baker, Raekwon McMillan. Oh, yeah. Kenny Stills played for Oklahoma. Yeah, that's the South, though, isn't it? What did I say last week? Right in the middle of Tornado Alley, I thought. So it counts as a Midwest. Well, Texas is in Tornado Alley as well, though. Yeah, but that's Texas. Nobody gives a shit about Texas, Weck. I care about Texas. Why? Because they got Waterburger? How do you say it? Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. Yeah, Oklahoma's yeah, so in the I know, South. I know a lot of people that call it Waterburger. Whataburger. That's because they hadn't been. <laughs> you know, when I was in Texas, I didn't eat it in and out. I didn't eat at Chick-fil-A. I didn't eat at Whataburger. I'm a piece of shit. Did you have barbecue? Yes, I had a place called Hard Eight, and it was okay. Phenomenal. So you ate barbecue. That that doesn't like that doesn't ex- or that excuses you, dude. You're fine. I also ate at this. Did I also have, ate at this. Go ahead. Did you also um, eat some Mexican food while you're there? That's what I was gonna say. I ate at a hole in the wall Mexican restaurant called Margaritas, and I had this sweet go. ass Patron jalapeno margarita. It was great. <laughs> That's it. That sounds pretty good. It was amazing. Top-notch. I think the last margarita I had was in Puerto Rico. It was on our our day off. That was pretty good. Nice, nice. So, back to the Dolphins a little bit. Sorry for getting distracted with the shitty Texas food. You know what? We didn't talk about shitty food yet. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this to all of you. Looking at you, Travis. Fuck mayonnaise. It's disgusting. Mayonnaise, worst condiment. Hands down. I'm not sure if I'd go that far, but it's definitely, like, bottom three. What's worse? Sour cream? Yes. Dude, I can't believe we actually agree on something. Uh, What do you think of, uh, what's it called? We can come back to it. I can't think of what the condiment's name is. Uh, shit. I mean, if it's worse than mayonnaise, it's got to be absolutely awful. Yeah, if I if I think of it, I'll I'll come back. I'll remind us. So yeah, to anybody that likes mayonnaise, get out of here. Mayonnaise-based things are okay. You know, like I'm a big fan of aioli. Which is essentially like garlic mayonnaise. But plain mayonnaise is not worth it. 
just not worth it. And technically, ranch is kind of made from mayonnaise, but that doesn't count. Ranch is amazing. Like that's turning that's turning water into wine, literally. Like that's. So that's I'm actually, turn- I'm actually Sorry. finally comfortable with eating ranch. I'll tell you, for a long time, I did not like it. But uh, there's this place around here called the Alpine Inn. It's a mm-hmm. steakhouse. They literally have two things on their menu. You either get a steak or you get German spetzel. That's it. And the steak comes with a baked potato and then like an iceberg wedge with ranch on top. And that place made me convinced that ranch is okay. So I'm finally eating ranch, which is like the most Midwestern thing ever. You just dip ranch in everything. I mean, chicken fried steak with ranch dumped on top is like top tier. Midwestern. Have you had pizza with ranch? Yes, but I'm still not that big that's, of a fan. That's, I mean, like, that's, chicken, that's a Midwestern thing, too, I feel like. Chicken, bacon, ranch, pizza? That one's not bad. I'd rather the barbecue chicken pizza, personally. Uh, I'm on the same boat. I'm on the same boat. But All right, are you done with the shitty food takes? or? Oh, know? yeah. We need to just call out Travis for that. Yeah, Travis, that's just despicable. That is awful. Hundred percent. Um, so besides Preston Williams, there were some bright spots to the game. Um on definitely not the offensive Thursday. line. Definitely not the offensive line. Oh my goodness. And I I even talked so nice about that first team offensive line. And you know, they probably weren't out there very long, but oh man. None of them had time to throw. And None. like it has been an Apparently, a bad offensive line is an excuse for a quarterback. Nah, F off. Offensive line is where you win games. I mean, it's it's an, it's amazing that the Dolphins still can't figure it out. But the only reason the Cowboys like, are so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I just had his name. Coach DeGuglielmo. DeGuglielmo. That's how you say it. You listening, Matt? Mr. Strong Cell? Deguglielmo. Yep. Deguglielmo. But we can still call him Coach Gooch. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, you're saying that's why the the Cowboys are so good? Yeah, that's the only reason they're good. Well, I mean, they've got a pretty good young and -and up-and-coming defense. But also, just their offensive line is stacked. So it gives... Prescott, plenty of time to throw. It gives Ezekiel Elliott wide open running lanes. Like, if you threw Kenyon Drake in, like, the, the Cowboys' offensive line, I'm not sure he'd know what to do with himself. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be able to, like, run that hard. Yeah. Here's a, here's an eight foot, here's an eight foot, eight yard, eight yard hole for you. Happy birthday. Easy first downs all day. I hope they, I hope they get it figured out. I really do. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of our quarterbacks getting sacked 58 times a season. It's just ridiculous. Me but too. I'll tell you that Josh Rosen stuck in there. And though Preston Williams balled, bailed him out a little bit, I'm just happy that he actually threw it up. We haven't seen a quarterback do that in a long time. Yep. So even though it might have been ill-advised, it was completed. And everybody was so pumped about it because it was third and eight, right? We don't need to be taking shit sacks on third and eight. If it's going to be a punt anyway the next down. It just made sense to me. Yes. Fuck it. Send it in. Send it. Full send. What else did you like about the game? 
I thought for a good amount of our like starters in the second string that our secondary was actually, with the exception of one guy who struggled, and you know, that's gonna happen. He's a rook. Yeah. Um, all power, more power to him for struggling now and not in the middle of the season. Um, but other than that, our secondary was tight. Like there was a lot of times the quarterback had to dump it off just to like the check down back or when he threw it, it was tightly contested. Right. Like that made me so pumped to finally see man coverage. (laughs) I'm I'm really excited. I'm such a big fan of bump and run. Yeah. I Um, I also kind of hope that the defense starts to pull it together. I mean, we don't really have any edge rushers. Um, It sounds like Nate Orchard is moving past Charles Harris on the depth chart. You know, if anything, this is just, you know, putting a little bit more pressure on Charles Harris. So I hope that he can pull it out. I think a lot of people thought that he was a first round talent, but we just didn't know. And that's the thing about draft picks is if if a NFL GM hits on 50 percent of their draft picks, they're like a Hall of Fame general manager. So it sucks that we haven't been able to hit on our first round draft picks in a while. Sans Laramie Tunsil or Mike Pouncey, Um, I mean, Jake Long was the first pick in the draft and he was arguably the best player in the NFL for the first few seasons. But mm-hmm. it just, um, you know, we, we try to find these players in the first round and people highlight these first round draft picks as being so primo and we, and players like JJ Watt, Khalil Mack and Vaughn Miller come out of the first round, but Antonio Brown was a six round draft pick. Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. Kenyon Drake's a third round draft pick. You know, Jay Ajayi had three 200 yard games as a fifth round draft pick. So it's not, just these first round guys that are going to be successful. I mean, obviously we expect them to be successful because they dominate a college level, but that doesn't mean that a lower pick can't also dominate. Right. Cameron, Cameron Wick Wake was undrafted. Was undrafted. Boom. Jinx. Uh, <laughs> Zach Thomas wasn't a first round draft pick. Jason Taylor wasn't a first round draft pick. He's a Hall of Famer. 100%. And Dan Marino was the what, the fifth quarterback drafted in the first round in 84 or 83 or whatever? Yeah, he slid down. I mean, he draft, He was drafted at 27th or something like that. And he ruined the Miami Dolphins because of it. So, Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers was late first round as well. Yeah. But I was. know that's, that's not us, but, you know. So, anyway, I, I think there were some good things. And, you know, the fact that we pulled it out with the win – um, that's always it's always good to see. I don't want to hype up preseason games too much, but it was the first game that Brian Flores was a head coach for, and his team played hard to the end to win the game. So, you know, if, if uh, I think that was the reason why we loved Dan Campbell when he came in as an interim coach, as a team played hard under him. So, if anything, yep. if this Miami Dolphins team comes in, plays hard, and doesn't make the same mistakes that we've seen in the past, you know. With, discipline and holding and simple stupid personal fouls because we're celebrating after our first down catch when we're down by 21 you know that might be that might be what we're looking for and you know we really don't know what we're looking for but we can we can you know at least uh build off of what he's established for us absolutely um so with that in mind and this friday or this friday is our game against the Buccaneers. What are you looking to see out of that one? It would be so hard for me to tell you that I'm not looking forward to Preston Williams playing. 
All right, but do you want to see him with Josh or Ryan? Definitely want to see him with Josh. I mean, they're they they have some rapport already from training camp, and to this point, all four catches came from Josh Rosen already. I don't think Fitzpatrick looked bad, and that was a cool thing about today when they had their press conference, right? So Josh Rosen was talking about how even though it's a quarterback competition, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still going out of his way to teach Josh Rosen the ropes, which is exactly why the Dolphins brought him in. It makes so much sense. That's why it was a two-year contract instead of one. So even if they draft a rookie next year, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick to mentor him, and that's a perfect role for the guy. 100%. So I, I do want to see more Josh Rosen, and I think that's why he's playing second string still. He's running with the ones this week in practice, so that's a good thing. But Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep starting the first few games in the preseason, and then week three when they go out there, Josh Rosen needs to get at least half the snaps with the, with the ones. And then he can play, you know, however much the game for. But I I think that the way that they're taking this is they're not rushing Josh Rosen to be successful. Aaron Rodgers sat for like four years and nobody batted an eye. Yeah. And granted, granted, Brett Favre is not our quarterback, you know, like they're not winning games anyway. But True. there's a reason why rookie quarterbacks tend to struggle, and it's because they get thrown behind shit offensive lines with weapons they're not so sure about, with brand new coaches, brand new staff. I mean, it's all learning curve, and it, we got to be okay with the results. But if there's any way that we can make it so Josh Rosen learns better and has an easier learning curve, then that's what we should want. I couldn't have said it better myself. It is what it is, and, you know, like like our motto, right? No expectations, but be okay with the results. And that's exactly how I'm going to look at the season. Yeah. And if, if we got players that are flashing, I mean, we locked up Xavier Howard. That should be enough to see that this regime is going to be a little different. We finally 100%. paid one of our... Finally paid a guy, yep. Yeah. So, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. What are you looking and, forward to? And you didn't answer the question yourself. That's all good. Um, what I'm looking forward to is seeing if the cornerback, I want to say it's Nick Needham, but I'm not 100% sure, to see if he like takes that adversity from the first game and uses it to fix any mistakes in his game that he made and like improve upon it. And then also, you know, there's a rumor about us training for Jadavian Clowney. So hopefully that comes back and we end up getting him or you somebody want, else. You want Clowney, don't you? You want him. I want him so bad. So I'm I love defense fans, but hold on just one that, moment. Oh go ahead. Um so I'm hoping like that trade rumor kind of made it to our defensive line and hopefully our edge rushers kind of step it up a little bit make us go well, we don't actually really need to trade for someone like that but mm. go ahead I didn't, uh, well the way i see it and you know this is this is we said this every year and we said this every episode that there's going to be something that miami dolphins twitter is split upon and a trade rumor for J. Demion Clowney is exactly what dolphins twitter is split on right now half the people want him half the people don't why i'll tell you, you why him? i don't i'll tell you why i don't want him because it would be shameful for the Miami Dolphins to trade for this type of player 
for him to want to play for us in a contract year and us lose out on him in free agency, right? We've been preaching that the Dolphins need to pay their own by trading for him. And this is this is kind of different with Josh Rosen, right? And, I, and maybe it's not. But trading for J. Devion Clowney means that we're bringing someone in from an outside organization in a year that he needs to get a contract next year or two years from now. We would trade for him now for what? For us to spend a bunch of money on someone that wasn't necessarily our own when one of those two or three draft picks that we'd have to get up could be our own to be a young team and to build on the foundation that we already have. I just don't see it being logical for what we want. You know, and, and that's the thing about Dolphins Twitter is that we're going to backtrack, go back and forth between what we want, and what we think we want. I think that if we're going to stick to our roots and be celebratory of what Brian Flores and Chris Greer are trying to build right here, that's the opposite of what we want. Okay, it's a fair point. Um, with this, we he's in a franchise tag, so we definitely would be doing a uh, like we would be actually signing him to a long term contract with this trade, and that's right. what I heard from other Dolphins Twitter sources that he turned down our offer, but. Either even still, like I get how you want to pay your own people and all that stuff, but we're gonna have like 120 million in cap room next year. Yeah, and 60 million of it's got to go to Laramie Tunsil. And 60 million nah. of it probably won't. <laughs> it better if they want to build a, if they want to build an offensive line. They need to lock up Laramie Tunsil right now for the next eight years. Seriously. Okay. That's- that, that's all cool, and I'm 100% on board, but um, if you're going to give him a $60 million contract, that's probably going to be like $10 million out of the 120 cap next year. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's no Dak Prescott turning down $30 million offers. You know, Why am I talking about the Cowboys so much? It, dude, I think you're a <laughs> Cowboy fan. I'm not. Definitely not. If I was going to like a team from that division, I'd like the Eagles. Actually, strike that the Giants because they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl twice. Fuck you, yeah. Brady. Fuck you, Brady. <laughs> I like that. Eli Manning toasted his do you, defense. Do you have a? Oh, this is gonna stir up some stir up the pot. Do you have a second team that you follow or pay attention to or root for outside of the Miami Dolphins? I don't have a set one. Every year, I like to like play around and like kind of have a secondary. I won't like be vocal about it, but I'll pick a team that I kind of want to see succeed. And last year, and I can't even remember what it was last year, but I always do an NFC team. And I actually last year, I think it was the lions, except for the game that we played against them, obviously. And this year, I think I'm either going to do the Buccaneers or the Panthers. But yeah, we'll that's fair. Goes. So, I guess uh, you know, if I wasn't a Dolphins fan, I'd probably be a Saints fan, and that's only because I've always, always loved Drew Brees. You know, yeah. I, I talked about how when I first became a Dolphins fan, you know, my uncle Jason told me to be a Dolphins fan, but uh, uh. I used to follow players, right? So Jerry Rice was a player I recognized. It's kind of why I liked the Raiders when I was 10. Well, right around that same time frame, LaDainian Tomlinson was the best player in the NFL. And if anybody's going to tell me different, 
his MVP season was absolutely unreal. That dude made mm-hmm. me love football equally as much as Jason Taylor. So I remember my first two jerseys were Jason Taylor and LaDainian Thomason. I didn't wear my LaDainian Thomason that much because I was a Dolphins fan. But, you know, following players like that. So that's when I became a fan of Drew Brees, and I've always followed him since. So I would say that if I wasn't a Dolphins fan, I'd be a Saints fan. And I, I just always have been. You know, I, I think the Saints are good shit. Fair enough. You know, maybe maybe a lot of that was because of how well they reacted to Katrina, right? They had a really big catastrophe in New Orleans. And the Saints, like, brought that whole community together. That's, That's true. You know, triumph always follows tragedy, right? That's what I've been saying. So. 100%. All right. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. You looking forward to this Friday as much as I am? Absolutely. It is going to be great. And we're going to beat the Buccaneers. And we're going to get all of our hopes up. And it's going to be great. I love it. I'm ready to hop on my bike and power my generator so I can stream the game on Reddit. Oh, yeah. I need to get a new chain starting to wear down. Had to pedal (laughs) a little faster this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking the belt belt drive right now. Ooh. Good choice. Maybe I'll have to upgrade. Well, you got any got anything to add to the old Midwestern Fins episode six? That's all for me. All right, that's all for me too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember to check out the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, CFF.org. It's a great foundation. There's so many people that are struggling. We just want to find a cure. We really do. That's what we need to find. All these uh, horrible diseases. They can't be cured without the help of all of us. So check out cff.org. Look into cystic fibrosis. Go get checked if you're a carrier, if you haven't, I'm planning on having some kids and help the people that already have. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Have fun, everybody. Fins yep. up, baby. Let's go. Fins up. No, ex- no expectations, gang, gang. <laughs> no expectations. Thank you banjo music.